0: Welcome to the Wake Before the Day podcast with my parents, Clark and Bobby. We're excited to talk about the Bible and the Holy Spirit adventures. Thanks for listening.
1: Hey, what's up everyone and welcome to episode 75 of season 3. Oh, wow. I know, right?
0: It's seems like Three a quarters lot. of the way there
1: <laughs> to the old century mark. Today we're going to be jumping into the book of Ephesians chapter 2. And this is one of my more favorite chapters of the Bible. It's just so special for many reasons. But one of them is I love preaching out of it. And I love there. there's one thing you do just to kind of press the point, you know, further home. And right away, verse 1, it says, As for you, you are dead in your transgressions and your sins. This is one of a number of passages that talk about us being dead and then... Somebody yeah. from the outside having to come and resuscitate, or better said, resurrect um, us to new life. It's mm-hmm. like when I preached on this a while back, I am just laying on I the remember. stage. <laughs> I just laid on the stage, and it was like, I'm dead in my sins. This is what the passage is talking about. Yeah. And, and even in the verbiage, like the actual Greek writing, it's it's all passive. Like someone from the outside has to come in and make this dead thing come back to life. Yeah. And so I just laid there on stage. It's like, "Alright, everybody, I'm dead in sin. Someone have to has to come get me." I don't remember who it was that came and got me, but neither. It uh is memorable. Such a good visual. At least for me. Yeah, yeah, someone from the outside having to come in and say, "Hey, get
0: yeah. yeah, get
1: back up. We got to get going here." And that's uh, what Paul's saying here, mm-hmm. just plainly, like you are dead in sin. Mm-hmm. There's nothing in you that is able to incline you to the things of God, mm-hmm. apart from the work of the Holy Spirit himself. And, uh, just because you're spiritually dead does not mean you're physically dead or emotionally dead or for sure whatever else you can still navigate your way through life, but mm-hmm. a spiritually dead person, um, is unable to sense the things of God, to know the things of God, to understand the things of God. And, uh, God invites us to something better.
0: Yeah, before we turn this into the good news, too, I want to point out, so if you have been around Emmanuel for a while, you might have gotten a prayer card that we had printed off. And some of the language is kind of like, oh, that doesn't make sense, like that we're praying for, you know, freedom or against the spirits of the earth, air, fire, water of the netherworld. And literally right here. Yeah. Because we know that one of the themes of Ephesians is how like God is so much bigger and he's a cosmic God, bigger than we can imagine or that we know, um, even the things that we're given in creation. Like, he he's bigger. He's more grandiose. And so then these powers that are on the earth or under the earth, um, I mean, they're working. That's what Ephesians is talking yeah. about, that you are sons of disobedience because of these powers. Anyway, so some of that language is tied in here and how... That's why it's such good news that God is a cosmic God mm-hmm. and that he's over all. And then it gets to the really good news. But before
1: we get to the good news. Oh, no, we're still not. <laughs> at the end of verse three, dun, dun, dun. Okay. You still have, there's there's an important piece there. Okay. That talks about how. Um, what is it? Tell us. Verse three, all of us lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh sure. and following its sinful desires and thoughts like the rest. We were by nature deserving of wrath. We were by nature deserving of wrath. So if we just talk about who we are before we get to who God is and the good news. All of creation is tainted by sin. After Genesis 3, it's every human heart's inclined to sin and not the things of God. Um, Creation itself is corrupt and and wrecked by sin. You know, nature hurts other aspects of nature. Nature hurts humanity. That was not God's intention and design. And so if God is truly holy and sinless, and he is blameless— Um, I would use the word perfect. Then there's no way we can be in relationship with him if we are dead in sin. And so we're deserving of wrath. And then it transitions to go, now let's look at Jesus and what Jesus Christ has has done now. And uh, it says, because of his great love for us in verse four, God who is rich in mercy, he made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace that you have been saved. So even while we were dead, it's because of what Christ has done, who is Mm -hmm. rich in mercy. He made us alive. The Holy Spirit brought resuscitation, Mm -hmm. brought new life, brought resurrection life to us. Mm -hmm. He raised us up. And that word grace is so important. It pops up here a a number of times. And grace is the unmerited, the unearned, the undeserved kindness of God to people who simply don't deserve it. Mm -hmm. That's what grace is. And so when we're dead in our sin, the Lord said, I'm going to save my people. And uh, it was beautiful. And that's the work of Jesus, um, the Holy Spirit, and the plan of the Father.
0: I think, so I want to tie this in because we talked about the book of Hebrews now a few weeks back, but you guys are going to remember like us talking about the language of the Old Testament um, priests and Mm -hmm. of the tabernacle. And I want you to think about that right now in Ephesians chapter 2 because what has happened— is that right there at the end of cha- uh, verse nine, it says, and this is not your own doing. It is a gift of God. So Clark just defined grace and told you all of that. Mm-hmm. I want you to think back to the tabernacle, because what would happen would you would bring your sacrifice to the tabernacle and it would be, a uh, you know, spotless lamb. Or like the, the temple, yeah. Sorry, or, te- or, the, or the temple, yep. yeah, earlier on. And um, they would look over the lamb. They would not look at you. They wouldn't look at me or Clark. Mm -hmm. They would look at the lamb that you brought and they would see if it was spotless. They would see if it was clean, if it had any defect, if it was limping, if there was anything going on with it, because it was the lamb that covered you. And now Paul's talking about this to the church of uh, Ephesus saying, this is not your doing. Come under the lamb. For one time, Jesus did this and it wasn't anything that you did. It was him. And then now that it's done, we just accept the gift Mm-hmm. We be, that when God looks at us, he sees Christ. He sees the lamb. He Just like in the temple or the tabernacle, when the priest would look at the lamb instead of the people, God the Father looks at Jesus Christ, the lamb, and mm-hmm. we just accept the gift.
1: Yeah, and when you do accept that gift, you repent of your sins and you believe in Jesus, it changes your position before right. the Lord. Yeah, and That's what verse 6 kind of gets at. It says, God raised us up with Christ and has seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus in order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in the kindness to us in Christ Jesus. Now, you might be saying, well, PK, I am physically here on earth. I am not seated up in heaven. I am not doing that. Well, (laughs) what this is talking about here is that, one, your citizenship is of heaven now. Right. Like you are marked by Christ. You are marked and sealed by the work of the Holy Spirit. That comes later on. But what now happens is you are marked by the Lord, you belong to the Lord, no longer are you a slave, now you're considered a child of God, you're considered part of the family, and that is your final destination. Right. So we're citizens of heaven, we are seated and raised with Him in a spiritual sense, and one day it will be a physical sense. Mm-hmm. We will be with the Lord. And that's just an awesome gift. So when you get to verses 8 through 10 now, this is these are verses that are worth memorizing. If you're wondering, hey, like well, what should I memorize next? Verses 8, 9, and 10 are... For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. It's not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not by works that no one can boast. We are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. So the question is, who are we saved from? Are we saved from sin? Are we saved from Satan? Are we saved from hell? Yeah. No, we're saved from the wrath of the holy God. (laughs) That's who we're saved from. Satan's got, like, no final power. I mean, mm-hmm. sure, he's the prince of this world right now. Right. He can cause problems. But when it comes to judgment and salvation and damnation, that's going to be up to the Lord to decide. Yeah. And when we are saved by grace, it's from God and by God that we're saved. And it's an incredible, liberating gift. And then verse 10 just reminds us, "Your guy's God's handiwork. That, that Greek word is poemia. It's talking mm-hmm. that you are a work of art. God has intentional plans for your life. God gave you skills and resources and abilities on purpose, mm-hmm. like your the strengths you have are are for great reasoning and God's saying, "Hey, use these for the kingdom of god because i've I've given you mm-hmm. grace, and our response to grace is is to be effort we're not earning anything, but we by golly need to try our best as we celebrate what God has done and how much He's given us."
0: Yeah, super practical here, but that's the kind of language that we use when we talk to our kids. Like if there's something going on
1: yeah.
0: where it's like, oh, okay, well, that wasn't helpful, you know, or, oh, you hit her or something happened. And so, okay, you know, let let me get down and, and look in your eye and, and talk to you guys. Part of the language that we use is no, 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 you know, this is not who you are yeah who you are is you are gentle and you are kind, and you just sound like
1: ducky from land before time right there did I no 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 no
0: <laughs> ducky is one of my favorites land before
1: like. time the classic <laughs> anyways back to you,
0: but just reminding each other, I think that's what we do in the church too is we hold each other accountable and then we remind each other of yeah. who we are that that we're no longer children of of wrath that we're actually children of God, and that he made us um with these great plans that were his workmanship. And so to remind each other of that, I feel like is just a gift in the body of Christ and in our
1: homes too. For sure. Do that. And then what happens, but I'm thinking real quick before we close up, we should have Kit come quote the scripture. Sure. She's memorized oh, it. Oh, good idea. But what yeah. happens next in the rest of the passage is what Paul is saying is because of what God has done now, he's allowed there to be a new community that can be formed. Right. People of different nation and tribe and tongue, people that have come from, great hardship, people that have done terrible things mm-hmm. but have repented, people who have been wealthy, people who have been poor. There's a merger that can happen because of what Christ has done. Yeah, Because peace is now made with God, peace can be made with mankind. Mm. It says, For he himself is our peace, who has made the two groups one and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility, by setting aside in his flesh in the law, with its commands and regulations, his purpose was to create in himself one new humanity out of the yeah. two, thus making peace. Kick <laughs> cat. And in one She's body reconcile them both to God through the cross, for which to death he put their hostility. Mm. And so, just yell at her.
0: Cat, come here. Get, come here.
1: Um, she was just right the, the merging of all these groups that confess Christ as Lord. <laughs> and then what happens after that is that we all get to be, come here, sweetheart. We're going to have you recite your scripture into the microphone. Um, members of Christ's household. And again, this is because of what Jesus Christ has done. So do we stand on the writings of the prophets and of the apostles and of Jesus? And that's what he gets at. Verse 20, you're built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets with Christ himself as a chief cornerstone. When we acknowledge Jesus Christ as Lord, we stand together with people in the past, people in the present, And also people in the future who are going to be following Jesus. And that cornerstones Christ himself, but the foundations also, the scriptures, spoken by the prophets in the Old Testament, spoken by the apostles in the New Testament, which is like the writings of Peter and Paul, James and John, um, the books that we're reading right now, uh, Ephesians. And we don't get to decide what goes in this book or out of this book. We're, We're clinging to what the church has held on to for millennia. And, uh, and we pass on what's been given to us. And so, again, we're just encouraging you, sit in this chapter. If you want to memorize something, memorize verses 8, 9, and 10. Wrap your mind and your heart around the, the magnitude of God's grace and celebrate that God is good. So before Kit Kat's going to close us out reciting a scripture, we want to invite you, tonight's, today's Wednesday if you're listening to it in live time, we got prayer and worship, and it's Holy Week. We cannot wait to celebrate with you the rest of this week. So come to prayer and worship, and then make time in your schedules. On Friday, we have Good Friday services. It's going to be powerful at 5.30 and 7 o'clock in the sanctuary. And then also on Easter Sunday, we're going to be talking about waking up to resurrection life, and we're going to be tying into the Sabbath series that we just did. And uh, we have a powerful testimony from my good friends Alex and Karina Lopez, if they're listening. What's up? And uh, we hope to see you there. So we're going to wrap up. Kit Kat's going to bring us a word. which Ephesians which two. Ephesians 2. Mm-hmm. You are saved by?
0: Grace for heaven, saved who they It's not always said, it's a
1: gift for God. No, by works. Yep, so no one. Can. No, both. Mm-hmm. Because we are God's workmanship. who created into Christ Jesus to do good works. And fair to us to, to do good works. Amen. Which God prepared in advance Amen. for us to do. Amen. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening and tuning in. And uh, we'll talk to you on Friday. God bless you.
0: The Lord bless you and keep you. Don't make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give him his peace. Have a great day.